Welcome to the Daniel Muggleton Podcast. It's me, I'm Daniel Muggleton, I'm the guy. Uh, before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to let you know where I'll be because, you know, being a comedian is doing stand-up at various places around Australia. Uh, the comedy festivals in Australia are all pretty much on sale. Uh, I'm in Adelaide this Friday, February 17th. Uh, and then there every weekend until March 18th, just Friday, Saturday, 10, 20 p.m., The Late Show. You love to see it. Uh, get your South Australian mates involved. Other than that, uh, I'm at Canberra Comedy Festival, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival, and Perth Comedy Festival. Perth just can't get enough of me, so I'm back in May there. Uh, the UK tour dates that I have been... Uh, subtly suggesting uh, that have been put up on various websites in the UK uh, without my formal announcement of it will happen in June. That's when the tour is on. Uh, and I'll hopefully have a formal announcement for you this week. Other than that, let's jump in with some talk about the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, Chinese weather balloons slash UFOs and getting in the best shape of your life. To get us there, you know who it is. It's Verticoli. That's right. It is Super Bowl Monday. Uh, just like how I list the date, I will not deviate. I will not become American. It's not Super Bowl Sunday, it's Super Bowl Monday. Because in Australia, the Super Bowl takes place on a Monday, kicking off roughly 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we went that specific on the, on the time of the event. Mainly, I think, to, to paint a picture, especially for the, for the American listeners, of which there are many, thank you for tuning in uh, across the goddamn Pacific. Um, yeah, I, I think it's always interesting to paint pictures for Americans because they kind of assume everywhere is exactly like America. And it's not. Surprise. Uh, anyway, so I'm a big NFL fan. Uh, one, of my, one of my highlights of 2022 uh, was making the fantasy final in both my leagues. Uh, I had a league with some mates from Australia and a league with the Patreons of Ask Us Everything, the show I do on Zoom with Steve Hofstetter. Two leagues, two finals, um, one win, 50% record there. Don't mind that. Not quite Tom Brady numbers, but getting there. Uh, yeah, I, I like the NFL and I like... This is what I love about it. I love that it's on in the morning and especially for the Super Bowl because despite the fact it starts at 10 a.m. in Sydney, uh, we treat it as if it's a Sunday afternoon. Like, <laughs> and what I mean is we, we drink as if it's happy hour somewhere. You know the old saying? Like it's 5 p.m. somewhere, midday somewhere, whatever the fuck, however, however much of an alcoholic you are. Um, we, we just get stuck in. We, we do the exact same foods you'd have. We, we get wasted. We get around the Super Bowl. It writes off your entire Monday. And uh, look, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for it. Um, I'm, I'm getting down to the pub. Most pubs in Australia have some kind of Super Bowl special where, you know, they charge too much money for wings. That's basically... <laughs> it's a Super Bowl special. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, sir, do you want to experience authentic American culture? Why don't you pay $12 for this subpar hot dog? Like, that's the, that's the vibe uh, they're putting out. And I'm all for it because it is hard to get a hot dog for 12 or any amount of dollars uh, in Australia most of the time. Just not part of the culture. Wings, fuck yeah, sign me up whenever wings are involved. But yeah, I just, it's interesting in the sense that Look, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's just the the creeping influence of America over what was previously thought to be Australian culture, but I really feel like, as far as non-native sporting events go, like in my lifetime, the Super Bowl 
has fucking jumped. Like just when I was growing up, no Super Bowl parties I can think of. Like we still called it gridiron. Uh, some people still do it. My dad still does. He refuses to change. Um, but you know, that was, that was the vibe. It was, it was gridiron. It was this American thing. It was, it was for pussies cause they wore pads, like all, all the kind of things you can say when the 300 pound athletes are significantly further away from you. <laughs> so, um, it was just never really a thing. And like, much like Halloween, it has just crept and crept and crept and crept until now. Like it's, it's a thing. Like, Men across Sydney will be wasted wearing jerseys of American sports teams that they've, they've decided to begin supporting with, with a vigor, with a vigor that would impress uh, the, the true rooters, Americans. I, I, did a, I did a crossword today where it said someone who supports a team and it was barrackers. Ugh. I know that you're barrack for your team in Australia. I'm aware, but I feel like post Obama, Barack is the first name of a U.S. president. You know, like it's not it's not people being like we're number one. Like it's not that. You know. Anyway, barrackers. Ugh. Rooting for your team. Also stupid. Sorry, Americans, you're dummies too. I cheer cheering them on. Do you want to cheer on your team, sir? I don't know. Supporting. Let's just go with support. Why not? Uh, it 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 implies the level of financial commitment. Uh, that most sports franchises require in order to keep operating. So why the fuck not? Let's get in there. Anyway, Super Bowl tomorrow. And basically, I'm trying to figure out because I've been I've been toning down uh, the alcohol for fertility purposes. That's kind of that's been me since since about Edinburgh last year. So September last year. Um, whether to just get Super Bowl drunk or try and you know in, enjoy the spectacle. As a, as a more sensible member of society because in previous years, I'm going to put it out there, by the time the game's over, especially if it's not a particularly good game, um, shots are on, you know? People are ordering shots. I'm ordering shots. I don't even like shots. I think I got a round of shots for like 10 people one time because you get swept up in it. You get swept up in that Super Bowl hype and you're like, fuck it. I'm a stand-up comedian. Mondays mean nothing to me anyway. Let's go. And then, you know, your wife finishes work at 5 or 6 p.m. and you're still wasted and she's like, oh, God. <laughs> Just that supreme, supreme disappointment of a significant other when you're drunk at an entirely unreasonable time. <laughs> I think that's like a special... Like if, if you're too drunk at the event where everyone's drinking and they're drinking and like, you know, it's in the evening. Like if you're too drunk at 2 a.m., it's just such a different proposition to being too drunk at 2 p.m., you know? Just <laughs> being obnoxiously drunk before school children exit school. And like that's, that's just what I want to give to Australian sports fans I think generally as a, as a sports fan culture, like we're not as hardcore as we like to think we are. Like, yeah, I, I forget whether I've said this here or not, but a friend of mine asked me to define like, you know, the difference in Australia and the UK kind of thing. And I was like, well, in Australia, we think we like drinking and we think we like supporting the team. But the UK just takes that to such a different echelon that like to define ourselves culturally that way is absurd. But the one thing we do have is come Super Bowl Monday, it's 10 a.m. here, you should be at work. If you're not at work, your boss has, <laughs> has what, like a 99% chance of guessing why you're not at work. Like it is very hard to chuck a sickie on a Monday at 10 a.m. on the Super Bowl Monday without drawing any suspicion, right? It's it's kind of cut and dry. So basically to, to do that, because these pubs are packed, by the way, like it's not just pieces of shit like me who don't work a nine to five. This is like everybody who's an NFL, people in college shirts are there. They'll go to work later after having a few beers. It's very impressive. If you do that, if you take that Super Bowl Monday off, you are saying to your boss, I am going to be shit-faced during work hours tomorrow. 
you're just going to have to live with that. That's just <laughs> that's just part of the package if you if you have me as part of the long-term plans at this firm, right? And I respect that because pretty much everywhere else like in America obviously it's a Sunday. In the UK, it's like late Sunday early Monday. Like it's it's overnight, you know? It happens in the darkness. You can be shit-faced then, have a quick nap get it together, triple shot coffee, yada, 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 go into work. But in Australia, it's like, hey, we are doing this on company time. It is selling out. It is getting bigger and bigger every year. And yet, (laughs) and yet, we still say it's impossible to move the date of Australia Day. We're doing it anyway. We're having what is essentially a public holiday. (laughs) On a different date for the Super Bowl every year in February, just let it happen. Just just shift it. Make Australia Day or the day that we celebrate Australia Day during the Super Bowl. Why not? Make it then. It has the exact same characteristics by the time the game's over. That's when the Triple J Hottest 100 countdown's kind of amping up. So you transition straight into that. You, you have like an early rise, an afternoon peak, a crash. And then you go to work on Tuesday, like everything's fine. I think it's good. I think, I think there's something to it. As always, this is a solutions-based podcast. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm eating wings. I think I'm having Budweiser. I love that we do that. We drink shitty American beer during the sporting event just to, again, it's like $12 for the hot dog, sir. Like, hey, would you like to pay... for a four-pack of Buds on ice. It's like I'm drinking beer from a bottle, which we both know you paid like $1 to $2 per unit for. You chuck it in a bucket. You serve it on a Monday at 11 a.m. and suddenly 28. And you know what? I'd pay it. <laughs> I've done it before and I'll do it again because somehow a beer somewhat devoid of flavor with a slightly soapy aftertaste just it's got padding. <laughs> it's got padding just like the NFL players in the Super Bowl. Uh for anyone wondering uh you know as a as a two-time fantasy finalist, one-time fantasy winner, uh what my pick might be. Uh, it's the Eagles and the Chiefs, Philly versus Kansas City. Um, Philly being the form team all year. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, the MVP of the league, the best player in the game at the moment, the best player in any game, uh, the best player in the goddamn league. Um, he is slightly hampered with an ankle injury. Uh, Philadelphia have probably more talent both sides of the football. But look, I think... You know, it's Patrick Mahomes, dude. It's Patrick Mahomes in his third Super Bowl in like five years. He's slightly injured. He's got the experience. His team's got the experience. I think they they come out with a narrow victory. I'm going two points. I'm not a sports bet guy. I'm not. I don't have. I don't have any money on the game. But if I was going, I'd say two points. Kansas City take it out. Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP of the Super Bowl, obviously. But just for just for a little fun, in case I call it, in case I call it correctly, uh, I think both tight ends score a touchdown during the game. I think that's on. And look, I feel a little bit dirty having essentially set up a wager. But this is a podcast. We want to improve the podcast and how demands podcasts make money that's right you guessed it they advertise manscaped or some kind of sports betting that's what they do they are pretty much in the shaquille o'neal wheelhouse (laughs) now that is a fucking sentence to close the segment on all right so as is being recorded sunday february 12th uh 5.59 p.m. Sydney time. Um, In the past week, I don't know if you guys are big news followers. That's right. I read both ends of the paper. Back to front, obviously. 
I like I like my I like my paper, like I, I like my Arabic texts. You know, I want to go back to front. Uh, sports to the news. So let's get into it. Seven days, three objects shot down over America and Canada. One of them confirmed to be a a Chinese weather balloon. Uh, you guys probably can't hear this on the podcast, even though I'm doing it very vigorously. Uh, weather balloon. I'm I'm inverting. Co- I'm getting the fingers extending and then contracting on weather balloon, giving it the most inverted commas I possibly can uh, at this late stage. The Americans reckon it's spying. The Chinese says it's just monitoring the weather. Uh, I don't know why the Chinese need their American weather reports to be that accurate. Uh, I don't know why the you know numerous. Numerous weather satellites scattered around the world are insufficient uh, to properly report on the weather in the US of A, but that's what they've said. America's been like, no thanks, you're spying, shot it down. Uh, Then they've shot down another unidentified flying object a few days later. Now, unidentified flying object. Obviously, I... I understand that that means an object that is flying uh, that they have not yet identified. I get that. But come on, am I the only person who, when they bleary-eyed, read these headlines first thing in the morning? Because you just you just want to start your day right at the bottom, you know? <laughs> am, I, <laughs> sorry. am I the only one who's like... Wake up, hit alarm. What am I kidding? I'm a comedian. I don't have an alarm. I just got a. I just got a wife who gets up earlier than me and likes me to be involved in the process. But I wake up, reach for the phone, and then jump on whatever low rent news aggregator you choose. For me, it's news.com.au uh, because I like to be sold things while learning about what's happened. Uh, my wife prefers the Daily Mail. Um, because she likes her news with a sprinkling of, you'll never guess which totally normal thing this woman overlooked and now she's dead from cancer. It could be you. Uh, every, <laughs> every, every Daily Mail uh, headline, definitely, you know, with the subtext, the breath is saying, could be you. It could be you. Be careful. You could be the cancer lady. Get checked now. Be afraid. Click this though. Click this first. Don't don't go for the diagnosis right away. Like we want you to read the article so we can show you some ads. But then, then get to the fucking doctor because it's you. You have hair, don't you? That's what she had. Anyway, um, I really hate the Daily Mail. <laughs> I really hate that my wife, who's a hypochondriac, reads the Daily Mail. Sore point. Maybe that was the first time uh, on the podcast that you guys were like, Jesus Christ, I think you meant that one. He did. Uh, so. Unidentified flying object. That's what America says they've shot down three days ago. I read this bleary-eyed. I see UFOs shot down by America. And I'm so I go to UFO. I go to men in black, flying saucer on the thing. Vincent D'Onofrio slash cockroach is about to get on there to go back to the home planet, whatever the fuck. I I think it's a UFO in the science fiction slash conspiracy realm, as opposed to another Chinese weather, uh, weather balloon. Should I, should I repeat that? Should we, do we, do we want cleaner? Do we want cleaner on that? A cleaner read? Do you guys sometimes get upset when my read isn't that clean? I don't know. Let's give it a bash. Another Chinese weather balloon that they don't want to say was a Chinese weather balloon just yet, uh, because China was pissed off last time and it's only been a few days, you know? You know how when you when you fuck up, uh, and 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 you and you do a little sequel to the fuck up that's very similar to the first fuck up, and you just want to give it some breathing room. You know, you just like you're you're willing to admit there was a second fuck up, but you don't want to you don't want to confirm that it was in fact the exact cir- same circumstances as the first fuck up. But in my head, I'm like, what? a fucking headline to waste on news.com.au. The USA has shot down a UFO. And like, we're not excited. Like, why isn't this every story? Why is there still the cancer story on the Daily Mail? If there's a UFO shut down, like who is driving it? Were they, were they 
aliens? Like, were they? Like, what do they look like? Are the aliens like that we kind of always we really settled on the appearance of aliens quite quickly. I feel like you know the the clat like the clat the big head, big eyes, no eyebrows, no hair, kind of long, thin, kind of nineties thin. Like we just settled on that. I'm just like, what does it look like? It could be, it could be, you know, a platypus is an animal that exists within our ecosystem. That motherfucker looks so much weirder than any drawing I've really seen of an alien. So are we thinking it's the the big head humanoid thing, or are we thinking, what do they shoot down? Like, what? Why are there pictures? Like, do we get pictures? Like, has anyone contacted Tom DeLong? From Blink-182, I mean, he's been talking about this shit for years. Sure, if they shoot one down, he should be there, you know, to, to, to welcome them. But anyway, that's what I read. I read about the UFO, and I suddenly get very excited uh, about the idea that aliens have, in fact, landed, and America really wanted to give them a thorough understanding of what humanity is all about has <laughs> immediately shut them down. <laughs> that's That would be... Look, let's be honest. If aliens came here... And we wanted to give them a thorough understanding of what humanity is all about. Um, it would be immediately shooting them down because uh, <laughs> they're different, right? It's immediately shooting them down. The only way to make that a more human and authentic experience is if we call them some kind of slur before and after we do. It's like, is that one of those fucking alio ships? <laughs> fucking alio, like that. <laughs> just that reduction of humanity into, into humanity concentrate violence and xenophobia expressed physically and verbally fucking bang welcome to earth you dog cunt right that's the vibe but anyway so i, I really it really took me a second to realize oh shit no it's just uh the old the old world war three is inch slightly closer to breaking out now Look, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm from I'm from the Western world. I'm an Australian person, uh, so naturally, I assume what America is doing, while probably not great, is still better than what China slash Russia would like to do. I think that's basically being part of the Western world. It's just assuming that America's intentions even if they might, you know, diverge from their actions, the intentions are significantly more pure than those of Beijing and Moscow, right? Um, so I'm like, hey, shooting down a potential spy balloon over your country seems reasonable, even if uh, another country really insists it's a weather balloon. I think, I think the main reason is because I don't remember weather balloons like i don't <laughs> the 33 years on this earth I, i'm aware of the phrase weather balloon like i didn't need to sound it out i didn't need to look at it and be like that's a weird combination of words I'm like, oh no weather balloon okay but never in terms like i don't remember looking up at the sky and being like whoa what's that giant fucking balloon up there and it's like oh it's just a indonesian weather balloon you know they need to they need to monitor our weather to let the you know the australian tourists in bali know what to wear on the plane for the flight back right like they they need to know like we just we share our airspace we share our vertical real estate uh, a lovely dystopian term uh we share our vertical real estate with other countries international waters international skies right no <laughs> every country's got their airspace you can't put shit in their airspace unless you let them know and judging by the shoot down, I don't think China was like, hey, America, we just really, really want to get on top of the weather situation in North Carolina. Side note, I think it was North Carolina. It might have been Montana. It's just one of those bits of America you know exists. You know there's been some history there. You know you're never going to go. And you know they're never going to have a sports franchise to properly make you engage with the town. Side note over. Let's get back in. So that's what's happened. America's shooting down. China's like, naughty, naughty America. We're going to retaliate maybe 
Like generally, ge- the, the general sentiment of you haven't heard the last of us, like that kind of energy is what China tends to bring to these types of, you know, semi-diplomatic showdowns. Uh, and then Canada shot one down. Now, I should, I should note before everybody thinks those fucking snowbogans up in Canada under Trudeau are an increasingly, uh, increasingly military power. The Americans actually shot it down. <laughs> it was in Canadian airspace. The Canadians decided to shoot it down. Their American and Canadian jets scrambled. The Americans shot it down. Uh, I assume the Canadians were there to apologize to it as it fell. I think that's vaguely what happened. So what happens next? The obvious next question. And I think really, first off, if you're China, you got to start coming up with some pretty watertight explanations as to why your big fucking balloon hovering over American military bases was in fact there looking at the weather as opposed to the military bases. I reckon first first off, great, great place to start would be that it's the Huawei weather app they're trying to improve its accuracy because anybody with a smartphone who's had a crack at Apple weather will know that it doesn't know what the fuck it's talking about. I don't think there's ever been a less accurate weather service than Apple weather. It tells you in intense detail day to day what's going to happen and it is right almost never. Like I saw something on there that I found absolutely remarkable. One time, and actually it's happened twice again this week, on Apple Weather, it said 0% chance of rain. That was the forecast for the day. 0% chance of rain. Not like that it's going to be sunny. Not that there's going to be sun and some clouds. 0% chance of rain. Now, I don't know if you guys are fans of statistics out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of sports because one thing... In sports and in NFL fantasy, which I'm a bit of an expert at, as you guys well know now, the win percentage is a big stat. They like it. Who's most likely to win at this current time? Let me tell you what I have never seen in the history of sport. A team having a 100% chance to win. I have never seen that statistic. Not once. How can there be... A 0% chance of... That means there is not a single percentage that they got it wrong. There is not a single extreme weather condition that could manifest. Just make it 1%. Even if you think it's zero, fuck it, make it 1%. I'm willing to give up a fair amount of Australian airspace, Australian air sovereignty if it means that Apple weather can vaguely predict whether or not I can leave my washing hanging out. It's a fucking nightmare. Put a balloon up there. Get it done. Huawei, this is your loophole. China, this is your loophole. Second loophole. (laughs) Sorry, that was just oddly passionate for me coming out the gate on that one. Second excuse for China. I reckon, just be honest... And be like, look, I know that you think we're trying to gather intelligence on American military bases. However, we actually already do that through TikTok. This is just a fucking weather balloon, guys. Like the, it's been hiding in plain sight this whole time. <laughs> like we've already got all the data on your military bases because I don't know about you guys and your TikTok algorithm. I've definitely seen some American soldiers doing workouts in the base so they can look all jacked, get some likes, a couple of DM slides. Like China's already got the layout of all the military because they could just superimpose a million different videos of Marines fucking dancing or lifting or wrestling or whatever, and they've got it. America's given their own intelligence out. TikTok, it's too good. Like unless... American jets are going to scramble and just launch cruise missile after cruise missile at teens filming themselves dancing in Walmarts and like 
Marines kind of filming themselves doing a dance to prove that the army isn't as terrifying as you think they might be. Unless they're just willing to take these steps and get rid of that app, I think their intelligence is already compromised. That's what I think. Um, obviously, those are my two excuses. Uh, China, China hasn't come out. I got to say, China plays a pretty fun hand when it comes to any kind of international affairs in that I don't think they've ever admitted fault. <laughs> They're just like, hey, it wasn't us, the old shaggy defense. It wasn't us. We didn't do nothing. It's not what you think. Baby, please forgive me. It won't happen again. And then they just shut it down. It's like, that's that. I got to say, this weather balloon thing has quite a fun little parallel to COVID in the sense that for a while there, it was like, yeah, COVID has come from China. It developed in a wet market. This is what happened. This is where it comes from. Blah. Then, like, after the first kind of six months, they got the rebrand going and, like, hey, hey, it probably originated from there. We can't really be sure. What are you saying that we created it in a lab on purpose? Go fuck yourself. That's bullshit. And then they just kind of, you know, didn't sweep it under the rug, but just shifted the conversation. And I kind of like that with this, with the weather balloons, because, like, hey, it was this Chinese weather balloon. They said it was a weather balloon. We think it's actually an intelligence gathering device. That's why we shut it down. And China's like, hey, that's not cool, guys. You can't shoot down our balloons. And then the next two, they're just going to be like, look, it's, a, it's an unknown balloon. Like, it seems to really resemble the other. This one's a slightly different shape. Who's to say where it came from? Who's to say that three balloons intruding on American Canadian airspace in the same week come from the same place? Maybe there was just a series of poorly planned parades. <laughs> the old Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. The balloons have gone rogue. The ropes have been cut. And this is just the military taking them out before, you know, they're caught in a jet engine, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I just... <sighs> They just keep doing the World War Three thing, you know? Like it's just like this is what's gonna cause World War Three. And I just I just don't know if I give a shit. I just don't know if I think that they've said it so many times. They've said there's so many instances where this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. And obviously I've left myself a little bit short here because I am recording this uh on Sunday. Uh it goes out at Monday at five AM and maybe in the next you know, eight hours, World War Three breaks out. All the podcast listeners, while, you know, scrambling for their Armageddon dungeons and trying to contact their most conspiracy theory friends because they'll have the bunkers, like, you know, they'll have bought the amount of canned foods necessary to see this thing through. Maybe during that scramble, you want to take a load off, you chuck the pot on and you're like, fucking Dan, the commentator's curse yet again. Is that a that's a that's an international thing, right? The commentator's curse. Like whenever a commentator says an athlete never misses, they miss. That's pretty common. I would like <laughs> I would really like that to be extended to political commentary. That's what I'd like. The political commentator's curse, you know? It's just like, let me tell you, there's no way that Trump's losing this election. Oh, he fucking lost. God damn it. God damn it, Jim. They're all called Jim, I don't know. Putting, I'm so so sorry, guys. The commentator's curse on that one. Oh, geez, my bad. I like it. I think there's a fun parallel there. But yeah, I just they've shot it down. I just I just wish they were more honest in the headlines, so I didn't wake up at one point thinking that not only had there been a UFO flying saucer alien contact, but we'd also shot it down before you know we even checked what they're up to but no it's just you know just the just the just the niggles just the little china american niggles that we've gotten used to like as as an australian um the whole the whole china america thing has been interesting because we used to sell our national resources to china 
Like, you know, all our fossil fuels and coals and minerals and all that stuff, we sell it all to China. Whereas we kind of take all our culture from America. Like they give us, they give us shiny new toys, like, like submarines that don't really work that well and planes that they haven't used for 20 years. Like they give us all little hand-me-downs, just like the little brother kind of military stuff being like, now just you remember if, if China ever gets pissed off, you guys are the first line of defense, all right? You got you to gotta get in there. You got to get excited. You got to you got to take them on. We can't do it all for you, right, champion? Just the little little American vibes there. And so when these guys kind of go head to head, I'm always like, "We're fucked." <laughs> if anything ever kicks off with America and China, like I don't I don't think we have it in us to do the Ukraine thing and just kind of seed like the coast where everybody lives you know just being like all right you guys can take the coast you can take the coast that's fine but we're gonna we're gonna head back towards you know broken hill alice springs uluru the center of australia then we'll set up a perimeter and then we'll and then we'll slowly spread back out you know we'll just take it back getting weapons sent through guerrilla warfare people coming over to fight no no no. we will get absolutely fucking crunched and we'll accept a new overlord. That'll be the vibe. That'll absolutely be the vibe on it. <laughs> and you can tell nobody takes Australia seriously as a military power because the United States gave us nuclear submarines. Like, that's what they're giving us, like, ahead of time. They're like, hey, we haven't built yours yet, but we want you to have these just in case, China. You guys nuke them. We don't want to... We don't want to be a part of that shit. Fuck it, off you go. And that's that's how you know that nobody takes you seriously because people are willing to give you the absolute most dangerous weapons in the world. Give it to a country who hasn't developed them, never used them before, has never really engaged in its own war, has only like done little kind of assists. Whether Steve Nash of wars in Australia, they're always always assisting, assisting the British in World War One and Two, assisting America in Korea and Vietnam, uh, got Desert Storm, the war, just assists. We do assists, and in this instance, they're like, "Hey, look, China's getting pretty fucking serious, bro. Uh, we're we're slightly further away from you. We know we've got the military base in your country. Don't worry about it. But here are these nuclear submarines. If anything happens, just." fucking go nuts dude get a bit super bowl about it it's nuclear football time bitch Woo! (laughs) maybe that's the vibe anyway look i don't know how it's all gonna shake out i i'll be honest i'm surprised at the use of balloons I'm no military expert, I'm no weather expert, I'm no intelligence gathering expert, but I would have assumed there are far more stealth ways to gather intelligence than giant fucking balloons. Because, like, I think I looked up the size of these things. Are they, like, 100, like, are they 50, like, 100? They're huge. Like, they are absolutely fucking massive like unless they're just trying to bait america into shooting something down so they have justification to do something else uh i don't know it's a fucking balloon it's huge (laughs) anyway that's the geopolitics i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen I'm curious to see. I, I don't think anything will. I know the fucking doomsday clock has inched closer. We are now closer to doom, according to nuclear scientists, than ever before. Even during the Bay of Pigs, apparently this is closer to doom. 90 seconds. 90 seconds away from it. I did a little doomsday clock deep dive. Uh, one of the biggest the biggest uh, pushes away from midnight, like, you know, when, when doom is getting further and further away, was uh, the year I was born. So go fuck yourself. I've contributed plenty. Apparently, 1991 was the furthest away it's ever been. What a year, 1991. That's when, that's when the world was good. Cold War had ended. Berlin Wall down. 
USSR dissolved. Fucking 1991. That's what it was all about. But now 90 seconds away, the closest we've ever been and all because of these fucking balloons. Can't help but feel a bit silly. Anyway, let's take another break and I'm going to talk about getting in the best shape of my goddamn life. I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, One of my absolute favorite phrases... I think it's so funny. I think it's such an inherently funny thing to say about yourself. Just telling people, telling strangers that you are the best quantity of you you've ever been. The best shape, the best shape of your life. You're in it right now. You're in your goddamn prime. You're thriving. Um, just something, something like that's the phrase written by an American confidence and a real estate agent's haircut you notice those two things synthesized create the phrase i'm in the best shape of my life now i hate to break it to you uh my my beautiful my beautiful listeners who i'm sure are in uh outstanding shape i am not i'm not in the best shape of my life i'm i'm working on it uh i'm working i'm working on the health thing i don't know if you guys know this about me uh i am trying to impregnate my wife. That's been that's been basically the mission for the last couple of years. Obviously, you know, bit of comedy happening either side of that. Uh, but we've been trying to have a baby uh, for the last eighteen months, pretty much, and with no success thus far. Um, and doctors don't know as much about this area as they'd have you believe. You do some tests, you jizz in a cup. They look they look at you know the the tubes. Um, her tubes, not my tubes. They just look at my jizz. That's the only thing they're interested in uh, with me, uh, which is which is good because it's the thing I'm most excited to give another person. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know it's late when that's cracking me up. Um, it is it is it is a thing that you know. I'll be honest with you. Isn't horrible to give a dog like. I've had blood samples. I've had biopsies. I've had. I've had an endoscopy, like the one that goes like down your throat and stuff. Like none of these, well, sorry, I should rephrase that. All of these significantly more invasive than a doctor handing you a receptacle and being like, hey, mate, jerk off into this. I'll see you soon. Wink, right? Um, so I've done that. I will say actually, just just again quickly, having done it a couple of times now as part of the pregnancy thing, Um how do I describe this? The the room that you do that in is one of the most confronting experiences you can have as a man. Now, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to say all men, but I'm going to put it out there. Most men have probably ejaculated and masturbated. I you know, I don't know why I did them in that order. Usually it's the opposite. Go fuck myself. Hey, there we go. We're still on. Anyway, most men have masturbated and or ejaculated in inappropriate places. And by inappropriate, I don't mean in some kind of criminal sense. I just mean in a car, (laughs) in a youth hostel bathroom, in... In a, in a public restroom of some facility, I think a friend of mine on, on a bus, like on the back of, in, the, in the back of a bus when he was a teenager, like it wasn't a full bus. Again, it's not a creepy thing. It's just like man gets horny, does something about it too immediately. That's, that's kind of how I define it. So when you're like, hey, People have asked me to masturbate in this room with a chair and pornography that you can peruse if you like. You've got your phone because it's 2023. You can look up porn on there as well. Like You're like, hey, this is a goddamn breeze. I don't care what color... <laughs> I don't care what color the chair is. I'm going to ejaculate like a fucking champion get my swimmers in the jar and you're going to tell me we're good to go pregnancy wise. Now, 
just a quick spoiler, that happened, everything's fine. But let me take you inside this room because basically you're in a fertility clinic, a nurse hands you the cup, uh, the doctor ain't there for that bit. Uh, they, they, the doctor tends to hand you the do-it-at-home kit, the DIY. That's what I did the first time. You get to jerk off in the comfort of your own home. Preferable, however, then you've got to deliver the result to the clinic. You've got to take your jar to a clinic and that's got a time pressure uh, and it's got just really gooey pizza vibes, you know? It's like get this to the place within half an hour like, you know, you got it in a heat pack because to keep it hot is important, apparently. It's a whole fucking vibe. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But they're doing it at home, home base, home game, home field advantage, right? However, uh, when you go to the clinic, you're in a room, you get handed the jar, and then, all right, I don't know how to say this other than you're not the first person to use the room. You're not the first person to use the room that day. You're not the first person probably to use the room that hour. Usually, while you're in the waiting room, there is another man in that room or a fucking light speed cleaning team. You know, one of the two. So, <laughs> when you get in there, it's it's got a certain energy just i would i would assume a similar energy to a boarding school dormitory i never was at boarding school i never did that shit but i went on school camps and there was just the understanding that an all boys school at a school camp people are jerking off that's just happening and it's happening around, and you're going to be in that zone. That's what's happening. So you're in that room. The ghosts <laughs> the ghosts of hand jobs past are in that room, and you're there trying to pretend like everything's clean because it technically is, but spiritually, I don't think so. Unless they got a fucking shaman in there in addition to the disinfectant, that thing is spiritually cummed upon. <laughs> anyway, as I said, test came back fine. I did it. I got it done. It was a pressure-filled moment. I'm a stand-up comedian. I can jerk off when it's a confronting situation. I learned that about myself. I learned that I didn't really enjoy sitting in the purple vinyl chair. I, did, I, I sat, I gave it a go. It wasn't as cold as I would have liked it to have been when I sat down for the first time. I gave it a miss. I took a, I took a standing run, got it done. The porn they had, oh my God. Like, I can't, because I thought I was going to settle in, you know? I've heard mates tell me about this when they went, they, they got like offered a beer, you know, trying to be like, hey, this isn't as weird as it definitely is. <laughs> but my one was like that, but I settled in. I was like, I'm going to watch some pornography. I'm going to take advantage of this situation. It's a very bizarre moment. I'm going to experience it 100%. And it, it was awful, awful, like that kind of pornography where the owner of the penis also looks like a penis, just kind of bald, veiny men with a bald, veiny penis, just having, having an experience so impersonal, it makes jizzing in a cup for, t for a test seem like a date, right? Like that's the kind of level. <laughs> I didn't expect to get into this much detail about that, but the long and short is... That's why I'm trying to get in good shape because doctors don't know that much about this stuff. They can do the test. They can be like, you've got enough cum. Well done. Uh, but then you're like, well, why isn't it happening? And they're like, ah, are you stressed? Are you unfit? Are you exercising? Let's get it all happening. Uh, so, you know, you, you, try, you try and recapture some kind of thing. And now, one thing uh, about me is that I have never been able to gain weight. I'm one of those. Um, I like it, it changes a little bit on my body. Like I've definitely been like 
more muscular, less muscular, more flabby, less flabby. But my weight since I was 18, I think since I was 18 or 19, I have weighed 76 kilos on the button. It has not shifted ever. It didn't even shift when I was on exchange in Berlin and I genuinely would eat five to seven kebabs a week and let's say two to four hamburgers a week. Like when I would literally just eat carbs, meat, grease, salt, it stayed 76, never shifted. Now, I weighed myself when it was time to get into the best shape of my life, trademark, um, 82. I'd gone up. I did it. I actually changed weight. And I know most people are like, shit, you gained six kilos. That's not great. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. It can happen. <laughs> my body is able to retain more fat than it held previously. This is very exciting. My body has been able to retain more muscle. I don't know, maybe, than previously. Something can change. Very exciting. I've always been very jealous of women and their ability to get pregnant because for nine months there, your body is like a fucking funhouse version of itself and nobody can judge you. Everyone's just like, fuck yeah, dude, get it. Get the biggest belly ever. That's sick. Go crazy, right? That sounds so fun. I'm just a fucking narrow man and, and assume I will continue to be. Uh, but yeah, so I've, I've started doing that. Uh, my wife is uh, in the same boat. She's trying to she's trying to improve her health as well. And what she's done to do that is she's become a Pilates instructor. That is right. Uh, she has reached the final level of white woman. She's the final boss. She's conquered it. She is a Pilates instructor. We have a Pilates reformer machine in our house. Now I never knew anything about Pilates. I have since learned things about Pilates, like that it was invented by a German man called Joseph Pilates. Uh, and he didn't call it Pilates. He called it Contrology. And it was uh, largely to kind of help people rehabilitate um, if, if they had like kind of physical problems. Like it was, it was more re rehabilitative than it was exercise. Um, and I, I think there's kind of a Holocaust tie into that. He was like helping survivors kind of get their strength back. It's like a pretty interesting story. But all I know is fucking great rebrand because if, you know, wives, girlfriends, significant others across the country were telling people, hey, I'm just going to go down to Contrology run by this German guy, you'd be like, fuck that, I reckon. Um, but Pilates, you're like, hey, that sounds kind of ballet-ish, sick, hot, sexy, let's go. Anyway, I've started doing the Pilates as part of my thing because my wife's like, hey, why don't you give Pilates a bash? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Pilates, come on, mate. I've lifted weights very occasionally. <laughs> I've I've been seen inside a gym, you know, a couple of times when they're connected to the hotel and I'm very, very bored. I can fucking do Pilates just pulling shit. I can do a chin up, mate. I can just I can I can pull some fucking ropes and move myself around horizontal. No way. No way at all. Pilates is so fucking hard. It uses the best way I can describe it is if you've ever if you've ever bowled a cricket ball after not having bowled a cricket ball in a long time, you do it and you're like, that wasn't so bad. Then the next day you wake up and there are just muscles that you weren't aware that you had in agony. Just like, I didn't think there was anything in that part of my body, but fuck me. I have caused it a huge amount of pain. That's what happens with Pilates. You just, you're pulling things and moving things and there's this weird kind of central core bit that is just killing you. And I just emerge from this thing every time, just covered in sweat, head to toe, to the point my wife asks if I'm okay. <laughs> That's her response to me doing workouts that she does once or twice a day. Like just doesn't even think about it. I come out there just like, you know, when you're wearing a shirt that is a different color based on the level of perspiration, that's where I'm at on Pilates. And I realize there is a significant difference between uh, exercise targeted at men 
and exercise targeted at women because despite being a fucking Pilates instructor, she doesn't instruct me. She just sets me up with a YouTube video and leaves the room. <laughs> Absolutely no interest in my growth as a Pilates or a Pilates and Pilates, a, a Pilates, a Pilates. Surely I'd be a Pilates double E. Ugh. I don't think it's important. Anyway, absolutely no interest. But I was watching this video. I forget who it was. Sorry, I would I would credit her if I could. Uh, but this is this was when I knew that Pilates was substantively different than just. Well, look, oh, sorry, I should rephrase that. This is when I knew that, like, when an exercise is targeted at women compared to men, there's just a different energy into it. Um, because we were there, we're doing our thing, and she's like, keep going, you're stronger than you think you are. Now, pretty good advice, I would say, because my wife's always like, oh, I can't do that. And then she just does it easily um, with all this exercise stuff. Whereas I'm like, fuck yeah, I can do that, and I cannot. <laughs> That's what I mean the difference is. I think dudes kind of in their head just retain whatever the peak shape they were ever in. That's their current level of fitness now and for forever. Like I, I think maybe when I met my wife, actually, when I was like 23, 24, that was probably the best I got. It wasn't a high peak, but a peak nonetheless. And so in my head, those are the numbers of weight that I can lift doing various exercises. That's just kind of stayed consistent to the point where and this is a low moment and I'm sharing this with you in a safe space. I was at a hotel gym. The other person in the hotel gym was a 14 to 18 year old boy. I don't know exactly how old. I didn't ask because I've got a mustache and there's no way to make that seem like just out of curiosity. He was in there. He was working out. He was doing some shoulder press machine. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll jump on that. Had a look at the thing. It wasn't that far down. I was like, great. Tried to move it. Couldn't budge it. Just couldn't. <laughs> I could not lift more weight over my head than a 14 to 16 year old boy and not a big one. You know, some kids these days are on the chicken hormones. They're doing great. Nah, this is just a regulation 14 to 16 year old. And I was like, fuck yeah, I got this. Ah! To the point where I like couldn't move that shoulder for a day. <laughs> so embarrassing. But that's it. I think that's the difference between men's women, sorry, men's fitness and women's fitness. Whereas like with men's fitness, it's like you are not as strong as you think you are. Just because you can somehow maneuver this weight doesn't mean you can actually lift it. Every single video I get targeted with on TikTok or Instagram Reels is just some rip dude being like, stop doing the exercise like this. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. That's probably how I do the exercise. Because <laughs> we refuse to accept that we are, in fact, not as strong as we think we are. Anyway, that was my, that was my quick story. Uh, I, I will continue. I will continue to go, uh, I will continue to Pilates. I will continue to attempt to achieve the best shape of my life. I honestly cannot tell you that we haven't even had this fucking kid yet. We haven't even got pregnant yet. And it is really ruining our lives. <laughs> and from what I understand about having a child, that is just fucking terrific preparation for what's to come anyway best shape of my life tm wait we flipped that best shape of my life dm daniel muggleton that's the one we'll keep it going if you're a woman you're stronger than you think you are if you're a man you are very weak take it easy your rotator cuff is a piece of shit because you played cricket with bad technique when you were growing up in your teenage years. Just take it easy, bro. Get on the elliptical. Work your way up to it. Those 14-year-old kids are fierce.
All right, that's it for another week. Thank you for listening. Let's go, goddamn Chiefs. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about that Super Bowl pick. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, as always, dan at danielmuggleton.com.au. If you email me, I'm the person who responds. That's what being an independent artist is all about. So you can get on to me if you've got anything to say. If you want any, if you want to share some goddamn stories, I'd love some stories from the listeners. That'd be a bit of fun. That'd be a bit of fun to chat about. Uh, other than that, thank you so much for rating, liking, subscribing, doing the doing the whole thing. Uh, we are growing each and every week, so I appreciate that. But now it's time for me to go to goddamn bed. Let's hope World War Three doesn't break out while I sleep. Egg on my goddamn face. The political commentator's curse. To take us out, it's, you guessed it, Verticoli. <laughs> <laughs>